Hey, this is Steve with Life Worth Living. Today we're going to be talking about trusting in God. And, you know, trust is the basis of relationship. If you're going to have a relationship with someone, you have to be able to trust them and they have to be be able to trust you. Well, so it is with God. And it's so crazy to think about the fact that we say we have a relationship with God, but then we don't trust him to do what he promises that he's going to do, what he assures us that he's going to do. Trust has everything to do with so many things in our Christian life, including answered prayer. The Bible even talks about the fact that if we trust God, he will answer our prayers. And so trust gets things done quicker, as you'll see in today's podcast. So listen in and be blessed. A single topic, and it's on trusting God. And let me tell you what, if there's ever been a time in my life where I've learned to trust in God, it's been in 2022, all right? Um, Things that we've gone through, me and my family have gone through, it's taught us and it's teaching us to trust in God. Now, you can talk about trusting in God all you want to, but when you have something taken away from you, that's when you learn to trust in God. And life, life throws you curveballs, right? <laughs> they come at you and you didn't see it coming. It hits you from left field. And something is taken away from you. You have to learn how to trust in God. You have to. It's a perfect opportunity to do so. And so I'd like to share with you some, some lessons learned uh, for me personally that hopefully will help you also to trust in the Lord, trust in God, all right? It's kind of tough, right? Can you see God? I can't see God. (laughs) You know, can you feel God? Well, sometimes, sometimes you can't, you know? Uh, Can you read your Bible and learn more about God? Yeah, we can all do that. But it's pretty tough, let's face it, to trust in something that's invisible. (laughs) It's tough, but it's doable, And it's something that God wants us to learn how to do and practice day in and day out. So let's just jump right into it. Let me give you the verse, the set of verses on trusting the Lord that probably many Christians, kind of their go-to set of scriptures. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. There's many versions of the Bible, all right? Um, and, and many accurate versions of the Bible. But this is one that I, I like in particular. It's called the Amplified Version. And I like it because it amplifies and talks about the meaning. And, and, and it's very wordy, all right? But it's good because it's very descriptive. Let me read it to you. Trust, this is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. That's a pretty tough thing to do. (laughs) But we as Christians should, in fact, do this. It's a a very restful and peaceful thing to trust the Lord. We're going to talk about that more. Let me read on. And do not rely on your own insight and understanding. Now, the red font up here is just my words. It's not in the Bible. But it's, it's something that I've learned. That it says, do not rely on your own insight, your own understanding. That means don't draw your own conclusions. What does that mean? Well, I have a pain, let's say, and I don't, thank goodness. But let's say I have a pain in my right side, and my mind starts going wild with, hmm, that pain could be, you know, I had a loved one that died from cancer. And before you know it, the pain in my side is cancer, and I'm probably going to die in eight months. 
That's drawing your own conclusions. It's looking at your checkbook and saying, I don't have much money. That means I'm going to be broke in three months and my life is going to end and I'm going to end up on the streets. That's drawing your own conclusions. The Bible says, don't do that. Did you know that 90 some odd percent of your worries never even come true? (laughs) The Bible says, don't do it. Don't draw your own conclusions. Don't lean on your own insight and understanding. But in all your ways... Uh, know and acknowledge and recognize him. Who's him? Well, it's God. Recognize God in all your ways. And he will make your path straight and smooth. And I love what the Amplified Version says here. It says, removing all the obstacles that block your way. Man, this scripture here got me through this year. And in particular, that last statement right there, He will, if I trust God, he will remove my obstacles. We're going to talk about obstacles in just a second, but switch to the next slide. So picture this. I'm, I'm, you know, having a little bit of a rough year and I'm walking along the park and it's a park that kind of slopes down. And at the end of the slope, it's a pretty long slope. There's a street there that pretty, pretty well trafficked street with some homes that are probably about two stories high. And there's this guy out there that's learning how to paraglide. I'm literally, I'm watching. It was super interesting to me. And I'm walking around, but, you know, I'm looking over my shoulder, watching the guy. And he's got a guy out there that's coaching him on how to paraglide. And so he would run. He has a big old, like, uh, engine kind of strapped to his back. Not an engine. What do you call it, Lee? A propeller? I like a propeller. Lee paraglides. That's why I asked him. All right. And so he's strapped to his back, and he starts running. All right. Runs after he's received all this coaching. And I notice he's having trouble keeping his parachute kind of straight. And he's also, he's revving his engine, but you can tell he doesn't want to raise his legs. <laughs> you can tell he doesn't want to commit But as he gets closer to the street, he's got to make up his mind because he's going to get run over by a car. He's going to face plant against this wall of of the houses, the homes down there. So I'm watching him and chuckling because I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't want to raise my legs either, man. I'd cut the engine to just slow down. (laughs) But anyways, after several tries, and by the way, it was so cool. I, I overheard his coach telling him, the guy that was training him, say, when you get up there, he says, I'll never forget it. In fact, I wrote it down. It's just you and the sky, bro. That's what, his, that's what the guy told him. So he's wanting to get up in the sky and enjoy the freedom of flying, but he's got to lift his legs up and trust that that parachute and that engine is going to take him up with a proper velocity. Well, finally, he gets the guts. And I finally, I just stop, and I'm just watching this guy. He's running as fast as he can, and he, you can tell his mind he commits. And he revs the whatever, the, the engine that he's got on the back, and he lifts his legs, and he starts coming down. He puts his legs down, and then he's running faster than he can go. You know, it's, it's moving faster than he can run. And finally just lifts his legs and takes right off. Goes over the street, up over the homes, and out towards the mountain. I'll never forget, the picture was so vivid in my mind. And as I was standing there with my struggles, I felt the Lord tell me, Steve, I'm trying to teach you to lift your legs and trust me. Trust me. 
Do you know how hard that is, though? <laughs> That's hard to trust God that way, to say, I'm not going to do anything on my own. I'm going to let you lead me and guide me. But the Bible says, if you take this, this scripture that we were looking at just a second ago, I'm going to boil it down to this. If you will trust God, God will remove your obstacles. If you will lift, just take your strength and, and just rely on him, let his power carry you higher, he's going to remove your obstacles. You say, well, what, which obstacles? Well, I don't know what your obstacles are. Mine are mine and yours are yours. But here's some examples. If you're sick, you can trust the Lord and he's going to remove the obstacle of sickness in your life. I mean, why would we serve a powerless impotent God. Why would you do that? In fact, the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about Jesus was born to show his power in your life. I'm tired of powerless religion, powerless religion that just is do's and don'ts and rules and don't wear a hat to church because that offends God. You know, that, just that kind of stuff that just aggravates the mess out of me. That kind of stuff is powerless. It doesn't do anything for you. All right. We want, to, we want God's power in our lives. We want, so he removes these obstacles. He removes sickness. If you're, if you're poor, dirt poor, you don't have enough money to pay the bills, trust God and he's going to help you. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be hardworking, go out and get a job and do what we need to do. I'm not saying just relax and kick back and kesera, sera. That's not what I'm talking about. But trust God, and he's going to help you with your finances if you're short. You know what? What Another obstacle he'll remove is personality disorders. And you know what? I've seen people in some tough personality disorders. God wants to remove that obstacle of a personality disorder. If you have a bad boss, I've had God remove bad bosses for me. He's removed the obstacle. I trusted him. He's done it over and over and over again. I could tell you some crazy stories out of the blue. People that were just messing with me and messing with others. And God just somehow just moved them out of the way. Unbelievable. Trust in the Lord. He'll remove obstacles of unforgiveness, of lust, of addiction. The list goes on and on. Let's read. Because we're talking about trust here. Let's read several scriptures. And then we're going to look at Psalms 25. This is just to be a meditative devotional times so just take a deep breath enjoy yourself and just just receive today all right psalms 37 5 commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will act look at this trust in him because here's what picture this all year long i'm thinking god are you really going to do something for us <laughs> or is this all a figment of my imagination? Am I going to trust you and then you let me down? Am I going to lift my feet and then hit the, hit, the, hit the dirt? But look at this. This verse says, if you trust him, he will act. He will do something tangible. He, he will do something physical that you will see and touch and know and feel and, and believe. And I'm seeing it firsthand. I am seeing it firsthand months of saying, God, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to? And now I'm seeing that he is doing. It's not just spiritual. You know, no, this is real stuff. He's going to help you if you will trust him. So I love that. Trust him and he will act. First Chronicles 520. 
This was an invading army against Israel, which happened many times. Uh, and it says they were, they were helped in fighting them. God delivered the Hagrites, if I'm pronouncing that right, and all of their allies into their hands because they cried out to him during battle. Here's the, ver- here's the scripture right here, the this, this term right here, the phrase. He answered their prayers because they trusted in him. He answered their prayers because they trusted in him. If you take this and turn it around, does that mean that God might not answer your prayer if you're not trusting in him? I would say, yeah. Yeah, there's times when I've prayed and I haven't trusted. No faith. The Bible says, be it done. Jesus said, be it done according to your faith. If you don't trust God, it might not happen for you. But if you put your full trust in God, he answers our prayers. That's just unbelievable and super cool, might I add. Deuteronomy 9.23. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want you to read just this, this one piece. You did not trust him or obey him. And this is this has really hit home to me. You know, religion tells you you've got to obey God. Religion tells you you've got to obey God. And religion is true in that respect. But did you know that obedience is not the key? It's not the root. All right? Obedience comes from trusting God. If you trust God, you'll obey him. My kids normally obey me and now they've grown up and there's not a a matter of obedience it's more suggestion (laughs) it's more like guidance but you know what they obeyed me because they trusted in me in me because if they were running out on the street and i saw a car coming i yelled stop well they trusted me so they stopped even though they didn't see the car coming you see if we trust god we'll obey him So let's get off this high horse of obey God, obey God. Let's step back and say, let's learn to trust God. Let's learn to see the goodness of God in his commands to us. Why does God say not to not to be unfaithful to your spouse? Because it's bad for me. It's bad for my spouse. It's bad for the person that I'm I've been cheating on, you know, using using in in this whole relationship. God knows what's best. So he tells us to do and not to do because it's my own good. I trust him, therefore I obey him. Obedience is not the root, it's the fruit of trusting in him. Uh, A couple more before we jump right into Psalms 25. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. Now look at all these words surrounding trust. Trust is buried right there in the middle of that verse. Look what happens when you trust in the Lord. Look at this. You have strength, inner strength, all right? You have, you're protected. He's your shield. He helps you. Your heart leaps for joy. You're actually happy because you're trusting in the Lord. Or when you're trusting the Lord, you're happy. And you sing songs of praise. Wow. All because you trusted. There's so many good things that come from trusting in God. Isaiah 
30, verse 15, it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and rest is your strength. All right? Look at those two words. They go together. When you trust God, you rest. When you trust God, you rest. Just think of anybody that you trust. As soon as you get around them, you start talking to them. What do you do? You relax because you trust them. You know, they're not going to stab you in the back. You know, they're not going to take you and do something bad to you. You trust them. Therefore, you, re- you rest. You relax. And here's, here's the, the truth of the matter. You can't try to trust God. You either trust him or you don't. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say, oh, I'm going to trust God today. No, you just trust him. I mean, just like you're sitting on that seat there and you're trusting it. And you're going to get in your car as soon as you turn on the engine. You trust that it's going to turn on and take you to where you need to go. You just you don't think about trusting. You just do it. It's a reality. All right. That's how we have to be with God. You either trust God or you don't. And the way that you know that you're trusting in God is through feelings that you have. Now, trust is way more than a feeling. Don't get me wrong. But I found when I trust in God, I'm restful and I'm totally peaceful. I have peace that that means the opposite is true when I'm totally have no peace I'm worried I'm stressed out of my mind and and I'm going crazy it means I'm not trusting in God you see the the trusting in God produces good feelings in you feelings that you want to have anyways right and so um, you can't work up trust just one or two more verses here and we'll jump right into to Psalms 25 Psalms 56, verses 3 through 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. All right? What are some other, worry, what are some other words for fear? Worry, panic, anxiety. All right? <laughs> when I'm panicked, when I'm anxious, I put my trust in you. At least that's what this psalmist did. Do you do that? When you're fearful, do you put your trust in God? It's a decision that you make, all right? In God, whose word I praise, look at this. In God I trust, and I'm not afraid. Look at that. If you struggle with fear, which every single person in the whole universe struggles with fear, how, what's the remedy to, to fear? Trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord. You can do it. What can mere mortals do to me anyways, the verse says. All right, so, and I want you to make a mental note of the things that that we talk about today that are hitting home, all right? You make a mental note, because we're going to hand out a little three-by-five card at the very end, and you're going to just jot down the main takeaways, the main takeaways from today. That's all we're going to do at the end of the service today. But Psalms 25, if you want to open up your Bibles, your phone, your app, whatever it is, get to it. We'll also show it up here on the screen. But starting in verse 1, we're just going to work, work our way through the majority of Psalms 25 today with reference to putting our trust in the Lord. In you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. In you, I put my trust. Did you see that? I have some trust in my hand, and I'm going to Put it on God, just like, I hate to compare it to this, but betting. All right, I'm going to put all my money here or all my money there. I'm going to, I'm going to put it there. I've got some trust, all of us do, and I'm going to put it. <laughs> I'm going to put it on God, all right? I challenge you to put all of it. 
put all your trust. Lean your whole self. Um, I wish I had a wall here close by, but you know, I can lean against this, and if somebody kicks this out, this podium out from under me, uh, I'll be able to catch myself, all right? But if I kind of lean my whole self, (laughs) and somebody takes this thing out, I'm going to fall flat on my face. That's how we have to trust in God. Lean your whole weight on him because he is not going to let you down. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. His promises are faithful and true. He will take care of you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's going to take care of you when you're sick, when you're poor, when you're clueless, (laughs) when you're anxious. Put all your weight on the Lord. Now listen to this. Trust is earned, and God knows that. He doesn't come up to you and say, trust me. No, what does he do? He proves that he's trustworthy. He comes through for you time and time and time again. But, you know, after he's helped you several times, you should start trusting God. Right? So if trust is earned, once it's earned, then it's deserved. He deserves to be trusted. And it's cool. If it's the first time you and God, try him out and see if he doesn't help you out. And if he does, start putting your trust in him. He's trustworthy. Verse 2 of, 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 of Psalms 25 says, I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame. Isn't that what we're all worried about is being shamed? <laughs> I mean, that's the whole essence of, of our fears is being shamed, is being put to shame. Do not let me put, be put to shame. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. And it was crazy. I, I was praying about our situation. I'm sorry, I just I refer to myself, but then you can kind of identify because you have your problems, I have mine. And so I'm sorry that I keep using my examples in this, but that's what makes it real. <laughs> that's what makes it genuine. And, and so look at this. I was, I was worried about our finances and I felt the Lord tell me I've taken care of it. This was about two or three months ago. I've taken care of it. And I kept, what, what would you do? Well, thank you, God, for telling me, but now let me see it. <laughs> I want to know it for sure. Come on, God, you know. And this word came to me. I'll never forget it. And I felt the Lord tell me, let my power do its work. I've told you it's going to be taken care of. Now, let my power do its work. And we're going to get into this the next three weeks as we look at the power of God through the birth of Jesus Christ, his son, But we've got to trust the power of God. If God says he's taking care of you, let God's power do its work. If you're worried about a loved one, let God's power do its work. If you're worried about your future, let God's power do its work. If you're worried about your purpose being fulfilled in this life and being significant and accomplishing something, let God's power do its work. Trust in God's power. Verse 3, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. I love that. I felt the Lord just keep telling me, don't don't worry, don't worry, God. I'm going to take care of you, man. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. And this is what I learned this whole year. Practice hoping in the Lord so that you can trust in him. Practice 
Oh, God, even if it's a long shot. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I'm hopeful. God is going to come through. I'm going to put my hope in you. I'm hopeful today. You know what? You can't have faith unless you have hope first. We're all, come on, you got to have faith. Be, you know, be a man or woman of faith. You need to be a man or woman of hope first. Put your hope in the Lord. Say, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's, there's a long shot. With God, there's no long shots, by the way. Put your hope in the Lord, and then you're going to start learning how to trust him. So practice hoping in the Lord. I spoke several, a couple of years ago about seeds of hope. You can plant little seeds of hope. Look it up. I think it's in, it's either Psalms 33 or Psalms 133. I never quite get it straight there. But you'll see several seeds of hope, and you can plant those seeds, and hope will start springing up in you springing up in you. God wants you to have hope so that you can trust in him. Verse four, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. You know, the Bible says as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how high his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways above our ways. But show me your ways, God. Let me get up there in that higher plane. Get some perspective that I need to have. Guide me in your truth and teach me. And let me tell you what, one of the ways of God that's so high is trusting in him. It's walking on a pathway of saying, I trust the Lord every day, every minute of every day, I'm going to be restfully and peacefully trusting in the Lord. Now, there's this book that was written. It's a business book, leadership book, called The Speed of Trust. I would, I would tell everybody you should read The Speed of Trust. not very, very thick. And it's written by um, the guy that wrote the, the son of the guy that wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But anyways, in this book, this guy talks about a hot dog stand owner in New, I think it was either Detroit or New York City. And this guy had a problem. He made really good hot dogs, all right, really good hot dogs. But he'd get a line of people, and he found that the thing that slowed down the line of people getting their hot dog was making change for these people making change. He said, have to stop making the hot dog to get this guy to change. And so finally said, you know what? I'm going to put a little box. I'm going to put a bunch of coins, a lot of dollar bills in there. And I'm going to let, I'm going to trust my patrons to make their own change. So he put it out there. Sure enough, man, that line would go like that because people just get to the line, make their own change. And a lot of times they'd go ahead and just give them the change. They wouldn't even make change for themselves, but he trusted them. And the line sped up. He got more you know, people buying hot dogs from him because he was the fastest line in town. All right. And, and he made more money. He had people that were happy. They got fed quicker. Let me tell you what. If we will trust God, things will go faster in our lives. Those things that take so long, we're like, God, when are you going to do this? Start trusting in God and they will go a lot faster. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Put him to the test. You know the slow pokes around here? It's not God, it's us. Because we're knuckleheads and we're slow to learn and we don't trust God. And we're always trying to make things happen ourselves. We're control freaks. And God says, let me do the work for you. Just trust me. Pull up your legs. Let this parachute take you up. It's you in the sky, bro. <laughs> Does that make sense? God wants us to trust him. And as I was contemplating this, this is another neat thing that I learned this year. 
is, you know what? You can either swim across the Atlantic and go ahead and drown in the middle of it. Let's say you're trying to get to Europe. You can go ahead and drown in the Atlantic, or you can go ahead and catch a transatlantic flight. Buckle up, all right? Ask the stewardess for some ginger ale and some, something to, to, to munch on and relax for six or seven hours, or you can go drown yourself in the Atlantic trying to get there yourself. What I've found is if we trust God, he'll take us faster, farther, and higher. Faster, farther, and higher. And God wants you to get there. And he doesn't want you to take a lifetime getting there. He wants to pick you up with wings as eagles, take you to the far side that you could have never gotten there yourself, He wants to carry you. He wants to carry you, and he wants you to be relaxing the entire time. I could tell you story after story, but I'm going to move on here. For you, we're still in verse 5 of Psalms 25. For you are God, my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. See, I don't know about you, but I have these peaks and valleys, man. I'm hopeful, and then I'm down. Hopeful and down, up and down, up and down. God wants you to be hopeful all day long, and you can do it. With God's help, you don't have to have these emotional highs and lows all the time. You know, you consider your situation, your impossibility, and you say, I don't care. I'm putting my hope in God. And I'm going to stay hopeful all day and all night. And I'm going to wake up the next morning. I'm going to do it again. It's a decision that you make. Remember the Lord. Your your great mercy. Let me back up. Verse 6. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. That means they've been consistent. They've been there all along. And I want to tell you something about this. You know, trust is about relationship. Can you imagine... I'll just use me and my wife as an example, or my wife and I as an example. Can you imagine if I didn't trust my wife? What kind of marriage would that be? If I'm always thinking, you know, something about her, and I don't trust her, and I don't think the best of her, do you think we're going to have a long-term relationship? No. Our relationship will not last because one of us isn't trusted, or maybe both of us aren't trusting each other. Trust is the foundation of relationships. How can we say we have a relationship with Jesus if we don't trust him? It's impossible. You cannot. And that's why there's so many miserable Christians is they say they have a relationship with God, but the reality is they don't trust God. Therefore, their relationship is broken with him. God wants you to trust the one who can be most trusted. He's our savior, our father, our friend, our redeemer, our protector, our provider. He's everything. Why shouldn't we trust God and have a healthy relationship as a result? So I have to ask myself, and I did a few months ago. I was like, why am I having trust issues with God? What is wrong with me? This was this year, just a few months ago. And I asked myself this question. Has God taken care of me all these years? 53 years old, has God always taken care of me? The answer I I wrote down in my journal, yes, he has. Then I asked myself, Am I taken care of right now? Yeah. Yes. Has he promised to meet my needs in the future? Yeah, undeniably. I mean, it's all over the Bible that he is, and he's proven, and I'm in it right now, so yes. And then I thought to myself, you know, if I had an employer, a company, 
that said, I'm going to hire you for life, Steve. I'm always going to take care of you, pay your insurance, pay you a good salary, and I promise you I'll always take care of you. Would I trust that employer, that company? Well, yeah, I would. All right? Why can't I trust God, who's far greater than any employer, and is definitely going to keep his commitments? All right? So why don't I trust in God? Because I constantly have these lies whispered into my thoughts that God isn't going to do what he says he's going to do. Isn't that what it is? You have thoughts and voices and questions and doubts. Is that a good enough reason to not trust God just because I have a lie whispered into my ear? No, it's not. It's not a good enough reason. See, I'm, I'm using logic and rational thinking right here to help us through this process of getting to the other side and trusting God. You can do it. Is my flesh screaming in my ear good enough reason not to trust in God? No, it's not good enough reason. Why do I listen to my enemy instead of my friend and my savior? Why do we do that? It's so aggravating. Well, we talked about for three weeks about dying to the flesh. We've got to die to the old self so that it shuts up. <laughs> verse 7, verse 8, we're almost done here. Do not remember the sins of my youth. The psalmist says, do not remember the sins of my youth, my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. <laughs> Don't we say that? God, forgive me for being so flaky and so weak and so... Ugh, don't want to be this way anymore. Don't remember that, God. Remember, <laughs> remember me according to your love. All right? Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. It doesn't say he hammers sinners. It doesn't say he crushes and beats up and punishes sinners. No, he instructs us. Thank goodness that God is so so kind to us. So, here's the point though, is you can only trust that which is good. Here it says, good and upright is the Lord. You can only trust that which is good. Think about it. You know? You can only trust that some somebody who's a good person. They're trustworthy, and God is good. So why trust God? Well, his nature. Here's what I had to do is, is think about God's nature. He loves me. He loves you. He's faithful to you. He's merciful to you. He's gracious to you. He's tender. He's compassionate. These are good qualities. These are trustworthy qualities of God. He gave us Everything he loved, his own very son. And the Bible in one place, I believe it's Romans, says, if he gave his son, how much more will he not along with his son give us all good things? You see, you trust that which is good or who is good. His word and his faithfulness to his word. I have never, ever seen God make a promise and not keep it. Never, never seen that. So he's faithful. My experience with him, he's never failed me. I've always found God to have pure motives and not bad motives, which is, you know, something that's a very trustworthy characteristic. He's all wise. He knows everything. He knows what's best for me and what's perfect for us. We need to trust God. He's good enough to trust. Then in verse 14, very interestingly, it says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. What? We're talking about trusting God. Now we're talking about God trusting us. He confides in us. And every relationship has trust on both sides. And I want to ask you, 
can God trust you? Can God trust you? Are you trustworthy to the Lord? Can he lean on you? I pray that he can. Uh, You should be able to be trustworthy to the Lord. All right? It goes both ways, and he makes his covenant known to us. So last last couple of thoughts here. Verse 15 of, of Psalms 25 says, My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. My eyes are ever on the Lord. I remember this year several times thinking, oh, it'd be so cool if I could just think about Jesus, you know? Because every time I thought about Jesus, it seemed like all my worries melted away. And I got to thinking, well, that's exactly what he wants me to do. He wants me to think on Jesus instead of think about my problem. And you know how hard that is, though. You want to keep your eye on the problem and make sure it doesn't get out of, you know, spring up and jump on you and and get you. So you want to keep your... No, God tells us, look away from your problem and look at Jesus. (laughs) Pay attention to him. In Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Look at this. Set your hearts on things above. Set your hearts. Set your affections. Set your wants, desires, goals, plans. Set your thing, your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. How do you do this? You died to your old self. Die to your selfish self and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. And so in order to trust God, you have to pay attention to God. I mean, that's a doozy right there. What are you paying attention to? Well, it's stressing you out. So stop paying so much attention. Don't pay any attention to it and start paying attention to Jesus. There's one text. I believe it's on Wednesday. that's going to come out this week. There's one in, in um, a reading in Hebrews 12, 2. It says, fix your eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter of your faith. Take your eyes off your problem and fix it on Jesus. And as you do that, you will be able to trust him because you're paying attention to him. Peter sank into the water. He was trying to walk on water because Jesus had told him he could get out of the boat. He's walking. As soon as he looked away from Jesus, he started sinking. (laughs) And that's how we are. If we turn our eyes away from Jesus, we start to sink. We've got to pay attention to him. Lastly, Verses 16 and 17, turn to me and be gracious to me, the psalmist says to God, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the trouble of my heart and free me from my anguish. That's what we're all saying. God, give me relief. I'm sick of this, man. I'm tired. When are you going to come through? When am I going to feel better? And that's what the psalmist is saying here. And so you know what? We cry out for help to God. And you know what? We're, We're like a glass Our trust empties after a while. We get empty of trust, devoid of trust. And I did this several times this year. I said, God, fill me with trust. I don't have any left. But trust comes from you. Everything comes from God. Fill my heart, my mind, my emotions with trust. So when you're flat and you don't have any trust left, say, God, give me some more trust. We think faith has got to be built and grow inside of us and we got to exercise and all those things are true to a certain extent. But faith comes from God. <laughs> so if you don't have any faith, any trust, any hope, say, God, give me some. Just fill me up. Fill me with trust. 
Trust is a decision, but it requires God's help. You can't work trust up. You got to say, God, help me to trust you. And the last thing I'll say is this, is trust is a spiritual discipline. If you're living out there on your own, you're self-reliant, you're self-made this, that, or the other, you're not going to trust God worth anything. I mean, it's the people that are at the bottom of the barrel that have reached their low points. They're the ones that start trusting in God. So get to the bottom of the barrel as fast as you can and start trusting in God. Does that make sense?